You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, a UK-based podcast written by a passenger to anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbing and Matt Smith. And we're back. <laughs> back? We haven't been anywhere yet. I know, I know, we've not been there. <laughs> well, we're back after last week. Well, that's true. Yeah. So we're here then, and it's episode number 83 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings. Yes. And... Joining, actually me, joining him in his conservatory studio yes. is Matt. Hello. And how's Matt? He's all right. It's, it's a bit of a whirlwind, isn't it? Because the trouble is I don't finish work till five. And uh, as I'm it's, sure anybody who's done anything yeah. vaguely technical knows, it's a bit of a, a mission to get everything up and running in time. But we have done it. I know. We, had, we've we done have it. done we, it. We, we actually had... did it with time to spare today, which is a bit frightening. <laughs> yeah, we, I think we had eight minutes left to spare. I know. <laughs> I know, what's happened there? It's good, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yes, we are here. It's episode 83, and it is the 23rd of October, mm. and the time is just coming up to 13 minutes past six Ooh. on a Friday evening. It is 23rd yeah. of October. Yes. Uh, in the chat room, we've got some guys and girls in the chat room. Uh, Matty Fab's in the chat room. Captain Al's in the chat room. Dan Hannington's in the fa- uh, chat room. Uh, sorry. <laughs> He's making personal words. jokes at me now. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil Braden as well. Hello, Neil. Uh, has just joined us in the chat room as well. Also, hello to all you guys. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. So we've got loads of news yes. and stuff uh, for the show. We've also got uh, some listener feedback because mm. we did ask for some audio feedback. We did, yeah. And we got some. Yeah, we've still, we've still got some in the pipeline, haven't we? Cause we have. I, I am the first to confess that we've had a couple of uh, minor technical glitches have, with our yeah. email. Mm. And for that, I apologise. Um, some people have been with me. We've managed to get some video feedback uh, of, I, I think it was uh, Ray had gone somewhere. I'm not sure yeah, where Ray he was, Davis, was he? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we've got a, a mm. fantastic little video clip to play you as well. Yeah. I've also, uh, we, we had a slight role reversal didn't we uh, on Sunday and it was actually me that was up at the flying club um, yes, uh, because yes. a friend of mine was throwing himself out of a perfectly functioning aeroplane uh, <laughs> and we've got some video uh, to play of that as well which I'm quite oh, looking forward good. to playing like so we'll do that so uh, no no Pip sadly this week um, he's no, been we very busy. A break yeah absolutely yeah. but we have we've got so much content to, to throw we've in no. we've, uh, we've still got all the air show stuff from we have, yeah absolutely yeah we've so got to cram it in at some we point are, absolutely but we can you know we can sort of look forward to it and it's right you'll have to Excuse Carl, because he gets getting discreet. We do have a. If I put the uh, wide shot on for a moment, look, you can see we actually have a, a screen. It's not quite as fancy in, in the uh, as it is in the kitchen studio because it's up on the wall. But uh, yes, so we can at least see what's going yes. on. But uh, so anyway, actually, on the subject of the old uh, flying club, because uh, you were up there today, weren't you? Yeah, I had uh, a little lesson today. Did you? And, what did you do today? Uh, I done a little cross country. Ooh, mm. get you. Um, not on my own. No, because no, I can't do that yet. No, um, not, not allowed. Not yes. allowed. Got a pass. Yeah. Nav exam first, which oh, how's I'll, that going? Uh, well, I'm, 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 I'm gonna have to. I'm definitely gonna have to give Matty Fab a ring yes, this week. Yes. To ask Seriously, him you should never have given me your mobile number. Seriously, um, but no, I've, I've done a little cross country with a, with an instructor in an aircraft I've never flown before. Oh, splendid! Uh, and uh, and it was a totally different aircraft to what I normally used to fly. As in, it was uh, a silver Cessna, right? But it was a one seven two, and okay. the difference between a one seven two and a one fifty that I normally fly yes. is a one seven two is a four seater rather right. than a two. Okay, and so just a bit heavier. It's a little bit heavier. It's yeah. got a bit more um, body to it, right? And also the engine has forty more horses. Um, it's one hundred and forty horsepower rather than the hundred. I mean, so it it does climb rather quick when there's only two of you inside. Right. I can imagine, um, yeah. which is quite shocking actually yeah. for me because I've, I've like I said, I've, the first time I've flown the aircraft, right. never flown it before. Okay. 
and okay. um, had uh, a really good. And you uh, obviously landed amazing. it, all right? Because yeah, you're landed. here. So <laughs> landing, landing is another thing. For anyone, yeah. list, anyone listening out there who's flown a Cessna one seven two. Um, and try to land one. You'll know that they they don't want to land. They like flying, oh. so <laughs> you have to coax them in with with uh, virtually no power at all and uh, lots of flap. I think we came in with thirty degrees flap on uh, landing. Yeah, two stage of flap. The last stage is uh, thirty degrees um, flap to land uh, with a speed. I think we uh, landing speed was sixty five knots when we landed. So um, it's good. Uh, oh, Captain Al's put. Uh, I'll sort out with that nav stuff. It's really simpler than it looks. I hope it is Al because I tell you what, <laughs> it is, it's just it, my head nearly exploded today when I was in the uh, classroom. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I had that, and also we had uh, a visitor to the airfield today. Um, mm. Someone who we had on the show um, last year, I think it was. Mm. We had Alan Bales, oh, cool. and uh, Alan's got um, a um, a replica uh, Fokker Wolf. Mm. Uh, which is a, a German fighter from right. um, the Second World War. Did, was that a C thing? No, no, no he no. wasn't. No, okay. he's he's not had this long. It's uh, like I say, it's a replica, but right. it's very very similar. And um, he's just gave it, he flew past today and uh, oh. he landed oh. and came out, good, came good. Out, had a chat. Oh, that's nice. Uh, not such a ever such a nice chat, Alan. Yes. And uh, I took a few shots of the aircraft, which I'll be putting on Facebook mm-hmm. later um, for everyone to see. Which is really uh, such an awesome aircraft, is it? and it's so quick. Is oh, it? God, it's quick. Wow. Um, but yeah, it's great. So yeah, we better kick off the show. Uh, we had, yes. Absolutely. So we're going to start the show then as we do each week when I run down of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. Uh, yes, always. Let's go. So kicking off this week's first news story on the Apex Aero website and uh, the headline, No Mean Feet, uh, Recaro to supply 30,000 seats for EasyJet. Mm. Uh, the story comes this week then and uh, Apex Insight, Apex Media, spoke to Recaro aircraft seating to get the lowdown on a 30,000 unit order placed by EasyJet for its lightweight SL3510 aircraft seats weighing in 40% less uh, than the rival offerings. Uh, Recaro CEO Dr. Mark Hillier calls the company's ultra-slim design a benchmark for airlines. In particular, Dr. Hillier says, the SL3510 seating uh, series are ideal for low-cost and legacy carriers offering short-haul flights. Uh, Recaro aircraft seating scored a very comfortable contract with EasyJet to retrofit and line fit the British Airlines' entire fleet. Uh, the deal has the German-based Recaro providing th- uh, 30,000 of these seats, uh, short-haul units, to uh, retrofit uh, EasyJet's existing 56 Airbus A320 aircraft and for the uh, installation of an additional 100 um, seats in the A320 Neojets. Uh, the airline plans to get up and running soon. So uh, the SL3510 is designed, um, and it's based around a lightweight aluminium frame. 
uh, with each seat weighing just £20. Oh, that is in kilos. £20. Uh, the new lightness will allow uh, EasyJet to shed £1,322 from its... Why don't they put these in kilos? From its aircraft... <laughs> I can know what kilos is. Because it's American, loads. isn't it? I know, yeah. And they do it in pounds. Which will immediately <laughs> lower fuel consumption, uh, a major appeal to all low-cost carriers operating with uh, mm. razor-thin margins. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't just weight-trimming benefits that caught the attention of Europe's second-largest budget carrier, Dr. Hillier says. The ultra-slim profile will also give EasyJet passengers more legroom than other seat models. Wow. Uh, Recaro insists none of these innovations will compromise the well-being of passengers and the backrest angle is predefined for a relaxing seating position mm -hmm. and the netting in the aluminium frame conforms to the shape of the passenger's spine he explained adding these characteristics will allow passengers to enjoy a very comfortable short range flight excellent so there we go well these, I mean, uh, these seats have been uh, on their aircraft. They've had them for a little while now, mm. um, and they are comfy seats. Um, we, yeah. we, we, and, and, and the legroom, I, I know you, you, sort of, you sort of disagreed, I think, but, uh, I mean, I must admit the legroom side of things is, as I say, I'm a big guy, obviously. We flew out with EasyJet, and uh, I was quite shocked. You're reading the chat room, aren't you? I Sorry, can tell. Yeah. Uh, no, it's all right. I was, no, I'm I was, listening uh, to you, and I can do I was, two uh, things, multitasking. Yeah, whatever. You're a bloke. That's not possible. Oh, okay, it's possible for me. <laughs> No, you said you, you enjoyed your flight. No, I did. Well. I, I genuinely, I genuinely was, and I was, I was saying, I was telling you while I was away, wasn't I, about about the whole special assistance and things, and, mm. and it is shocking that that Luton Airport was a pleasant experience, mm. which is frightening. I know. I, it, I know I, nobody believes me. But. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, they are they, the leg room. Is, I think you get with these jet is better than slightly better. Than Certainly Ryanair. better than Ryanair. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, on that note, on to the next story, next story, which is my story. And surprise, surprise, as per usual, it's a Ryanair story. I don't know why the second story always is. To anyone who are big Ryanair fans, I apologise. Uh, but this is actually uh, this is actually a positive story, certainly as far as uh, Ryanair is concerned, and, and some positive action, I think. Man who shone laser pen at Ryanair flight, forcing two passenger jets to change path, is jailed, which I think is excellent news. I know we've covered stories mm. of this nature before. Liam Chadwick, 28, admitted recklessly acting in a manner likely to endanger aircraft, but claimed he had not known he was breaking the law. Yeah, well, that's all right, then. As long as he didn't know he was breaking the law, surely that's fine. Whatever. Moron. Um, a man has been jailed for putting three planes and a police helicopter at risk with a laser pen he was able to buy for just one pound. Liam Chadwick, 28, admitted four counts of recklessly acting in a manner likely to endanger aircraft, but claimed he had not known he was breaking the law. Two planes flying out of Bristol Airport on the night of the 1st of August had had to, had to have their flight paths changed after a Ryanair pilot reported a green laser beam being shone from about half a mile inland from the Welsh coast, said Prosecutor Tracy Lloyd Nestling um, at Cardiff Crown Court. The Ryanair flight was 10 miles out of Bristol when it reported the laser. Six minutes later, a second flight turned in an easterly direction to avoid it, and one minute after that, a Thompson plane was also turned. Uh, all they said, uh, they all said that they saw the same thing coming from the east of Cardiff. The police helicopter, which was already in the air, was sent uh, to the area to find the source. Reports Wales Online. Ms. Lloyd Nestling uh, told the court that its its pilot was very well aware of the dangers, having previously been subject to an attack when a laser hit him in the eye. He had to see an optician uh, to find out if he was fit to fly again. Well, that's really sad. That is mm. uh, using his 
flying skills that night, the police pilot was able to position the helicopter in such a way that its frame protected his eyes whilst he pinpointed the beam to uh, a top floor flat where it isn't where it, where it was now being targeted towards him. Wow, good skills. Uh, police on the ground were directed to the property and could see mi- see Chadwick moving around inside. They knocked. He took three minutes to answer the door and officers found him and his girlfriend inside. Uh, he denied knowing anything about it, uh, but they found parts of a laser pen which had been taken apart, probably destroyed, I think, mm. uh, the prosecutor said. When the police put it back together with its batteries inserted, it was found to be fully functioning and showing a green light as described by the pilots. Although he had first denied any knowledge of it, Chadwick told police as they went to arrest his girlfriend as well, uh, as him said, I did it. At the police station, he said he had just been trying it out. His barrister, Ruth Smith, said he accepts the that he was uh, sorry. He accepts he was reckless in playing with it and moving it around, but didn't see the aircraft high in the night sky. Does anybody actually believe that? Well, I don't. I don't. If I'm honest, I, I I think he knew exactly what he was doing, and he's just trying to get out. Of it. But at least he has at least gone to the jail. It was a laser pen he had bought for just one pound, and he didn't realise or appreciate the consequences of what he was doing. Uh, he is deeply apologetic and says he wants to write a letter of apology to each of the pilots. He would never have played with a laser pen in a way if uh, in the way he did if he'd known it was a criminal act. She described uh, Chadwick, uh, who has a history of depression, as quite a vulnerable young man who was anxious not to lose his liberty, uh, not only for himself but because of it, because his father is ill. He had also been recently assaulted in a random attack by four men and walked into the dock on Thursday on crutches. Miss Smith uh, said he had saved up £500, which he had brought to court with him to offer as part of a financial penalty if he if he could be spared uh, prison. But Judge Reese Rowlands told him, you have pleaded guilty to endangering the safety of four aircraft, three civilian airlines and a police helicopter sent to investigate a laser being shone into the skies around East Cardiff. A Ryanair flight reported it and two other planes had to have their flight paths changed. The laser was first seen at 10.50pm and the police helicopter was targeted at 11, 11 minutes past 11. It was... Uh, protracted behaviour over a period of 20 minutes and officers were directed to your home uh, to find only to find you dismantling the pen. You say you are sorry, have entered an early guilty plea to reckless endangerment and sadly your father is unwell. But such offences are becoming uh, all too prevalent and it must be made absolutely plain to those who may buy these pens and behave in this way that custodial sentences are inevit- and inevitable in order to deter others. In my view, it is far too serious to be dealt with in any other way. The consequences for those travelling on those aircraft and to others on the ground could have been absolutely catastrophic. He gave Chadwick of Millfield Close, St Melons in Cardiff, a jail sentence of six months. Is that it? Yeah, that is quite a lot, really, I think. Yeah, well, you I think, think well, Oscar Pistorius killed someone and he got out in like less than a year, didn't he? So, um, months, yeah. uh, followed by a further six months from a previous suspended sentence. Oh, so this wasn't his first offence at something uh, he received in November 2014 for possessing cannabis mm. with intent to supply. Uh, you would have been warned um, then what would happen if you committed another offence, he told him. Yeah, mm. this this is not yet another time we've covered a story mm. about laser pens, Matt. Mm. Just just seems like you know 
just going straight just in one ear and out the other, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. These people haven't got a clue what they're doing here. Mm. You know, shining a laser pen at an aircraft is just uh, just not good. It's just crazy. And isn't it? I, 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 well, I, th- I think Matt they should increase the penalty to uh, to a year. Mm. Really? Or, or or six months and a massive fine. Right. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. A huge fine. The trouble is, the fine only works because it's ba- nowadays that the fine is based on on your ability to earn money. If you see mm. what I mean. So, mm. uh, not being funny if he's if he's you know he, it suggests that perhaps he wasn't Does working. Work. Yes. Um, and um, you know, realistically, how much money are they going to get get out of him? Mm. Indeed. Now, the next story I recognise this website. Yes, the next story is uh, on a website, uh, Runway Girl Network, mm. uh, Mary Kirby's site. This one. Uh, we're hoping to get her on the show yes. soon. And uh, the headline on the site, Virgin Atlantic Scraps A330 Upper Class Dream Suite. Oh, no. Oh, dear. So Virgin Atlantic is pulling its unique staggering herringbone, the 2012 release Upper Class Dream Suite Business Class Seats, off its Airbus A330 fleet and replacing it with an updated version of its 2003 product, which was the first fully flat business class bed with direct aisle access. It's a surprising climb down for the airline just after three years in service with the Dream Suite, which it had originally intended for the Boeing 787 Dreamliner as well. We have taken the decision to reconfigure the upper-class cabin on our A330 fleet to bring it in line with the 787, a Virgin Atlantic spokesperson confirmed to the Runway Girl Network. After frequent flyers flagged the change on private uh, Facebook forum, I love sitting in first biz class. This will improve consistency of our experience for upper-class passengers and give more of them the opportunity to enjoy a product which has received excellent feedback from both our customers and our people on the 787. The spokeswoman uh, promised more details on uh, uh, look and config to be revealed in due course, but the story is one with a wider ramifications for the passenger experience side of the aviation industry. The Dream Suite was created to fix a problem uh, the existing upper-class suite created for a one-to-one configuration in the main cross-section of the Boeing 747. Uh, it wasn't dense enough to compete uh, economically on the narrow fuselages of the A340s and A330s, especially with the British Airways Clubwell product, which went fully flat, but it didn't uh, and still doesn't have direct aisle access. So these seats, and they're... Um, oh, we've got some pictures of them. Mm. They look quite yeah, nice, don't, don't they? Yeah, hang yeah, on. Have a look at there. Look, nice there leather go. seats there with uh, a TV, which obviously pulls out there. Yeah. Uh, and there's also a dividing screen between... Um, so, I mean, the only thing I can think of is the reason why they're, they're reconfiguring it is because they're not filling them. Mm. Well, possibly, be, uh, yeah, we've got Richard Branson there. Absolutely, who's, um, yes. Enjoying himself there. And they call it the herringbone map because mm. of the way the seats are <coughs> um, configured on, along yeah. in that kind of herringbone effect. Yeah. Um, but we'll go scroll up there to the... There we go, there's a... Yeah. I mean, obviously it's a shame, but the, the only reason I can think of why they are pulling it is because it isn't... They aren't filling it. I can't imagine mm. there'd there be any other reason other than the people aren't willing to pay the extra money for it. So you sort of think, well, that's maybe what to, what what the issue is. Mm. Um, in which case, if they go to I the, have thought if they cheap. go to the well, no, exactly. And if they mm. then go to the flatbed uh, configuration, um, you know, obviously that will be a bit cheaper. Yeah. Um, but they can put more people in there. So I, I, I'm pretty sure it's nothing other than a financial decision. Which, let's be honest, you can't blame them for. It's no. still incredibly... I mean, anybody who's been lucky enough to fly business class, <laughs> it is still a cut above anything yeah. else. I mean, obviously, it's a shame, and I love the idea of, of that. And, of course, was it Emirates um, with um, 
Rachel from Friends. I've forgotten her name. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Emirates, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was Emirates, Emirates, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. Uh, with with the showers and stuff all on board. So uh, my uncle's just flown back from <clears throat> uh, Australia ah, yes. with yeah, Etihad yeah. Mm-hmm. in business class, mm. and um, he sent me some pictures and stuff. Of, Did he? Uh, uh, they're a bit dark because at night time flying. Yeah. But, but uh, he said that the the service was really? in business class with Etihad was absolutely yeah. out of this world. Yeah. Um, I don't. The do, staff, don't. the food, yeah, the seats, the the everything was. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. it's 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 lovely if you, if you can do such things. That is, uh, Captain Al's was put in the chat room. Uh, Virgin will be under the business influence of Delta now. Oh yes, oh, Delta own. Uh, I think it's Delta own Virgin. Do they? I think it is. Yeah. Richard flogged it off again as he, as he sold it. <laughs> Perhaps Al. I mean, that is what he does. To be yeah. fair, because you know, I mean, he, Virgin Radio, he. He built and then flogged it to a company. Well, it's now Absolute Radio, as far as we're concerned here, isn't it? And he's done that with. Uh, I think Virgin Trains. He's still directly involved in, isn't he? Mm. Uh, and I th- I, I, I'd assumed he was still involved I, I, in Virgin I, Atlantic. I think he's on the bo- on the board still with Virgin right, Atlantic. Okay. I think he's still in yeah. in the you know the. But is it or is it just because Delta, are, them and Delta are sharing lots of flights? No, I, I, I think I mean Captain Al probably know um, yeah. what, what the deal is with that. I, I, have I, to get, I we'll have to get in quick because his dinner's being served, so he's oh, going to have to reply Captain very Al's quickly. Dinner. And he's got yeah. a cold. <laughs> so moving on to our next story. Yes. Uh, oh, is that me? Isn't it? Yes, sorry, it's yes. you. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to stop you there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes, uh, this is on the Doncaster Free Press, uh, and the headline is OAP fined for stopping his car to ask directions. A furious Doncaster pensioner was hit with a £60 fine for stopping his car for 23 seconds to ask for directions. Derek Sculthorpe, a 77-year-old, says he feels he is being bullied after he was snapped by men in a van working for vehicle control services near Robin Hood Airport. The retired accountant said uh, he had stopped for just a few moments to ask a pedestrian how to get to the Vulcan experience when he was snapped. Uh, He was later sent a fine, complete with pictures, which showed him asking for directions to the road for a 23-second period. Uh, Mr Sculthorpe of Ennis Crescent uh, Intake uh, has... Dropped, he had dropped his brother off at the airport for a flight and decided to try to find the Vulcan ahead of a planned visit. He said, I stopped at the side of the road and asked a man who worked at one of the industrial units nearby. He pointed and said, it's over there. In fact, actually, if I switch there, you can actually see exactly what he's describing. Look, oh there, God, there yes, is the picture. The picture he, there. Yeah, it clearly says that the guy is showing him how to get somewhere, isn't it? That's oh, absolutely, oh, that, is, that is definitely one very good picture there. It, it is. You, you proves a point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I saw a van pull up bes- behind me and then pull out again. I wasn't even there a minute. I just stopped, opened a window, and asked this chap. These people did not know what was going on. Surely they they would have they should have had the common sense to get out and go up to speak to people. Someone could have broken down or had a heart attack. Uh, I was not parking. I was just stopping. Uh, this feels like bullying. I'm really, really angry. He appealed against the fine, but it was rejected, and the fine increased to a hundred pounds. CCTV footage confirmed his vehicle was stationary throughout the time it was observed. A spokesman for the Vehicle Control Services Limited said Mr Sculthorpe was fined as his vehicle was observed on a prohibited no-stopping private roadway in the vicinity of the airport. He said Mr Sculthorpe had been fined on the road before and would have been fully aware of the situation. Oh, he'd been fined before. Uh, they keep that bit quiet. Uh, anyway, he said uh, the roadways in the surrounding areas of Robin Hood Airport represent private land. 
Motorists are allowed to enter provided they agree to the conditions advertised on numerous signs at the entrance to and throughout the private roadways. A spokesman for Robin Hood Airport said vehicle control services are employed due to, uh, due to unsafe parking by some motorists, which had caused risks to safety. He said signage is prevalent uh, all around the airport, warning people not to stop. Unfortunately, we do hear lots of stories of people who do stop, even for a short period, and are then shocked that they receive a fine. We want to ensure that anyone travelling to and from the airport does so without incident and would urge people to heed the signs and find an alternative safe place to stop should they need to. Yeah, and right. see, and, uh, so I've worked that out. Yeah, twenty-three seconds. Yes. Yeah, that's he was he was charged two pounds sixty a second. Right. Gosh. Uh, which works out in dollars for our uh, American friends, uh, three dollars ninety-eight mm, cents a, a second. <laughs> right. For parking Cheap, there. Yeah. Or for our European friends, mm. three euros sixty-two. Right. Okay. Um, that's how much he was charged a second for his yeah. uh, for him stopping and asking directions. Right. Bit, bit much, don't you think, Matt? It is. However, I'm afraid I'm on the side of the airport with this one. And really? I know that will make me really, really unpopular. Um, but hey, uh, that's not why I do this show. It's not for popularity. The thing, well, and also, what it does say in that story is that he has been—he had been stopped. He'd been fined for stopping before. But he was asking directions. I the know. The camera clearly shows him. Asking yeah. No. Directions. No. I, I agree. Um, but in the same way that you're not allowed to pull over on red routes and things in London, the, the mm. rules, you, if you do, you are aware of the risk. I still think it's harsh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, you're, you're probably right. It is very harsh, but uh, I, I'm in an unforgiving mood this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got some, uh, oh, uh, there's some news am I being told off? from the last story in a chat about Virgin, mm. uh, yeah. Delta, or Delta owning Virgin. Uh, Captain Al's just checked, mm. and apparently Delta own 49% Percent, of right. Virgin. Okay, yeah. So Virgin, obviously the UK, has the, the bigger half. Yes, um, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, so they own the, the majority. Sh- the chat room's gone mad. Um, oh, is it? Uh-oh. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> we, be- we better say hello as well to, uh, and I'm not going to pronounce this right because I don't do it every week, uh, Soat Baka. Right, I've got that okay. wrong. I expect yeah. he's in. Yeah. Uh, he's in the chat room. Excellent. He's having a good yes. old, uh, good yes. old chat with everyone here. Matty Fabs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jonathan Warner. Hello, Mr. Hello, Warner. Hello, Mr. Warner. He's in. Good evening. Yes. Uh, right. So moving on. Next yes. story. <laughs> Sorry, it's a chat room. It's just crazy. <laughs> right. uh, the next story then on the business traveller site and the headline: BA adds sixth enhanced meal for economy passengers. Hey, hey that's us. Yeah, we like economy. So Economy's British like Airways it. will add a sixth enhanced meal option for its long-haul economy passengers next week. Get them. From October the 26th, world traveller passengers flying from London Heathrow will be able to sample the Taste from the Far East uh, choice for 16 quid. They they had me at prawn crackers. I can see a pile of prawn crackers. Oh, no, I can see that. That looks really on, bring, nice. Bring, 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 we'll just look at this. Bring, no, look at the picture on the, on the screen here. Yummy. Oh, look at that. Mm. There's, there's prawn it's got crackers sushi and everything. Oh, oh look, really? Ribs. I love sushi. Are they ribs? Yeah. It looks like ribs. Oh, God, that looks oh, nice. Chinese spare ribs. I'm stuck hungry now. Yeah. Okay, the prepaid selection menu features uh, vegetarian sushi, prawn <laughs> crackers with <gasps> sweet chilli sauce, mm. chicken pei kao pao with egg, <laughs> egg rice, well done. wok fried <laughs> vegetables, <laughs> and green tea tiramisu. Ooh. Tiramisu, is that tiramisu. a weird dessert that... Yeah, it's like a like a like a sort of like gelatiny type yeah, sort of. I don't yeah. know if I like that. Yeah. It joins five other prepaid enhanced meals: uh, gourmet dining, uh, eighteen quid; taste of Britain, sixteen quid; Great British breakfast, 15, fifteen quid for a British breakfast. 
Yes, I know, but... Blimey! <laughs> healthy choice, 15 quid. What? Nah. So you're going to have a healthy. great British breakfast for 15 quid, or a healthy choice for 15 quid. <laughs> yeah, right. What's that going to be, an apple? Mm. Or a carrot? 15 quid for an apple? Mm. Wow. Uh, and also a vegetarian choice <laughs> for 15 quid. Oh. Like 15 quid, sir. Oh. Vegetarians. Well, oh, I know. Pas- <laughs> passengers, passengers need to pre-book their meals at BA.com, manage my booking, yes. uh, at some point between 30 and 24 hours, uh, 30 days and 24 hours before they fly. Oh, we're gonna get so much ab- I'm going to get so much abuse now, aren't I? <laughs> Colin Talbot, BA's head of catering, said, so far, gourmet dining with its poached king prawns, Ooh. followed by beef chic cheek and then mm-hmm. chocolate ganache. Oh, What's chocolate ganache. Is that oh, posh? Yes. Posh. Uh, yes, it, it, it's... Uh, Mother, what's a chocolate ganache? It's a mixture of butter and chocolate and cream. Ooh, oh, butter, butter chocolate, chocolate and cream. cream. Oh, hello. Sounds nice. A rich mousse. Oh, a rich mousse. Yes. Um, but uh, they, the BA believe that a taste of the Faris could be a contender um, for for everything. So, I mean, I mean, that's a good meal choice for... Um, oh, but there we go. Oh, look over here. Look at the... Change the camera. There you go. Hello. Got to have, it, it won't be a show without no, the show mascot no, Alfie. Hello. All right, he, he looks like a rabbit in headlights. He looks, he looks a bit really shocked. worried, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, can I do my song now? <laughs> yeah, go on then. Get a song. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, oh God, blimey. Oh, oh, yes. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go on then. Bye. Yes. Then. My go. Look, he looks. He looks lovely. <laughs> doesn't he? Bless him. That is a very nice looking meal. It does look mm. really nice. I, I mean, if you got all that, I suppose for fifteen quid. Yeah. I suppose it, it's better than a, a hot, lukewarm panini. Mm, yummy. I like the pro. Oh. Mind you, I have to say, I would I would want four times that amount of prawn crackers. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Yes, it's not it's not the same if you haven't got something to dunk it in. Uh, oh, yeah. Matty Fab in the chat room has put, uh, "Give me bangers and mash in a uh, with a can of pop." Oh, bang it, bangers <laughs> and mash and red wine and onion gravy. That's the way forward. Oh, a can dear. of pop. So moving wow. on to our yes, next story. Yes, of course, yes. And the next story is on the, um, I don't know, the Chester Chronicle. Where are you finding I these know, stories I, this I, week? Trawling them. Oh, anyway, the Chester Chronicle is the website. Uh, that's chesterchronicle.co.uk. And the headline is Airbus plane makes emergency... Oh, dear. Sorry. Serious face. Airbus plane makes emergency landing at Manchester Airport after a piece of wing is seen hanging off. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, I remember this. That is not good. Monarch Airlines flight... Uh, Zulu Bravo, <laughs> get me. Uh, <laughs> Zulu he's Bravo. Learning, he's learning his phonetic Z- alphabet. Zulu Bravo six five four two Malaga was diverted back to Manchester Airport after pilot also after after a pilot also reported the problem with pressure on board. Now I'm just going to switch. It. What's what's the, somebody explain to me? I'm going to put this up, and I'm sure the chat room will now go nuts. So what's the bit that's hanging off? That's not a bit that should be hanging off. What's um, that? Where? I where? Think what? They, I think they found out that was part of something that hadn't been bolted on. Because if you know, it says one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I see this flap five here. Five holes there, which, mm. which should probably have bolts on, which hold yes. them underneath. Um, Gosh, yeah, that the, is that is yeah. slightly frightening. It's, it's slightly um, frightening, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, somebody will tell me what that is, I'm sure, in a moment. Uh, an Airbus plane bound for Spain was forced to divert back to Manchester and make an emergency landing after a piece of the wing was seen hanging off. Monarch Airlines flight Zulu Bravo 654 to Malaga had to turn round somewhere near Gloucester yesterday morning. That's Sunday the 18th of October after the pilot reported dis- uh, reportedly discovered a piece of wing had come loose and there was a problem with pressure in the aircraft. The plane, the wings for which 
which were made in the Airbus factory at Broughton, had originally taken off at 8am and was due to land in Spain around about 11.30. Yet holidaymakers were still on the runway at Manchester Airport at 10am waiting for another plane to board so they could set off again. So they really hadn't got very far at all, had they? Uh, Passenger Teresa Sims told the Chronicle's sister paper, the Manchester Evening News, we were told there was a technical fault and that we were going to have to turn round and go back to Manchester. One of the stewardesses later said that there had been a problem with the cabin and the rest of the plane uh, depressurising at a different rate. So we were flying lower to try and sort that out. We noticed that there was a bit of wing hanging off it as well. Uh, She added, uh, it was scary because we didn't know what was going on. The pilot looked shell-shocked when he came out at the end. He said they don't have to deal with this type of thing all that often, which is probably a relief. But he did say... um, Everyone did say that he did well keeping us safe. Uh, When you're up in the air and know something's wrong but don't know what it is, you start thinking all sorts of things. Your mind wanders. It was terrifying. Uh, More than 6,000 staff are employed at the Airbus factory in Broughton, which is one of two sites in the UK. A statement from Monarch Airlines said, uh, Monarch flight Zulu Bravo 654 from Manchester to Malaga. Returned to Manchester shortly after takeoff, the aircraft developed a technical fault and, in line with standard procedure, the captain requested a priority landing. The flight, which was being operated on an Airbus A321, had 152 passengers, two infants and seven crew, including the captain and first officer on board, landed safely and without incident at Manchester Airport. Customers were transferred to another Monarch aircraft and the crew operated the flight from Manchester to Malaga with a minimal delay. Monarch would like to apologise to customers for the delay in their flights. Uh, however, safety is our first priority. Returning customers in Malaga were notified of a one-hour and 15-minute delay to their return flight to Manchester and issued with vouchers uh, to be able to use in the airports, food and beverage outlets. Well, you know, it's uh, something's obviously gone wrong there, hasn't it? I mean, it was... Um, Actually, there's quite an interesting little map. Look, you can see the always route. That's so. on uh, Plane Finder, I think. Yeah, got absolutely. So um, there you go. there's the little route it took and then aborted and went back. So presumably when it went blue, is it the blue where it sort of come back and said the blue means there was something wrong, presumably? Yeah, the blue, I think it's... Uh, or is it because it colours, deviated from course? The colours on, on these particular um, apps are like mm. where, how high the aircraft is. Oh, so right. I think the bluer okay. it is, I think it was descending. But, right, OK. Um, the, the panel in, in, or the part in, in the picture, mm. uh, in the chat room, uh, Jonathan Warner's put, it looks like a wing access panel, and I have to agree with Jonathan. Right, I think that okay. does... Uh, look like a proper so it, it'd been taken off obviously for inspection but not put back essentially yeah yeah I mean these things are I mean some of these are got um, like, they're kind of like a twist um, sort of kind of a twist catch yeah, okay. it's a similar thing on, uh, on the uh, on the on the Cessna I fly with the access panels to check the oil yeah they're kind of a twist and turn mm. catch yeah you have to push and twist to lock it in place right um, I think a lot of these aircraft have a similar access panel type thing where they have, but instead of having a like a wing nut end, yep. they have like an Allen key type or a star hex wow. yeah. bolt they can put in, twist, and undo these access panels. Cool. It looks like this one is minus its um, it's actually retaining, <laughs> retaining <laughs> it's all gone bits. horribly wrong. Yeah. Yes. Moving yeah. on to the next story, Indeed. and uh, this one's on the Worksop Guardian. <laughs> Where's <laughs> Worksop? <laughs> I don't know. So uh, the headline, Worksop born Bruce Dickinson to fly Iron Maiden into East Midlands Airport on a huge jumbo jet. Why is this news? So, well, because <laughs> Bruce Dickinson, he's uh, he's actually got his commercial license. Right. And obviously his 
you know Iron Maiden yeah, 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 of yeah, uh, yeah. heritage. Uh, but he um, he actually he he did fly for their tour they done a few years ago I think it was they had yeah. a, a 757 oh cool um, a Boeing 757 and it had the Iron Maiden logo all right. the way along the fuselage of the aircraft cool and they went to all their tours they had all the stuff in there, all the gear all the band <laughs> the, 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 the all the How stuff cool in is there. that yeah has it, and he yeah he can he's actually got his proper license so he can um, he can fly so he can fly from the back basically yeah. yeah. So uh, the story then, the 57-year-old pilot will Boeing uh, will pilot the Boeing 747-400 jumbo jet called Ed Force One, <laughs> as in, because obviously, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, when the rock, ba- uh, rock band star at Donington Park in Leicestershire in June next year, 2016. Surely the they're going to be limited as to which runways they can land a 747 on, surely? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they can land at most of the major airports. They're still going to need trucks and lorries and vans and oh, yeah, things yeah. to get everything from the airport to the venue. They're, they'll have the. It's not like place. a helicopter where you can land, like you know, on 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 like a, like a helipad right next to it or something. I don't like, think it'd be a helicopter a big enough to to put all the support group and mm, the band true. and everything in, mm. but. The, I'm, I'm, um, I'm being facetious. I'm very sorry. No, you <laughs> carry on. <laughs> the group will take uh, take to the stage on the final day of the festival, which Ooh. takes place on the 10th and the 12th, or 10th and 12th of love, June love next year. Yeah. The enormous place is said to be double the size and three times the weight of the Boeing 757 used on previous tours. Uh, although this is our or this is our sixth time heading uh, at uh, headlining at Castle Donington, it's the first time we've been able to land Ed Force One <laughs> right on the doorstep <laughs> of the festival that. site. <laughs> Ed Force One, I love it. <laughs> the licensed pilot um, is currently recovering from cancer, having uh, been diagnosed last year when tumours were found oh, at the back that. of his tongue. I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that either. either. There's a little picture, there, a little screenshot there. That's definitely not. A, hang on, let me. As I say, that that is definitely not a. That's not. That's uh, that's <laughs> a biplane of uh, like some heritage yeah, there. But there's Bruce yeah. Dickinson there mm. with his uh, with his leathers and goggles and that on. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they paint this aircraft up. Uh, whether <laughs> yeah. they'll put the you know, the Ed on the side, you know, the Iron Maiden logo and stuff on the side mm. of the aircraft. That'd be cool to see that. Oh, I'm sure they will. Mm. Yeah. Next story, then. Moving on. Uh, yes, the next story. Uh, this is on the back back to slightly more familiar territory with regard to the publication this is the telegraph telegraph.co.uk and the headline is new british airways uh, uh, direct flight from london gatwick to new york and ah, now i saw this on the on the news feeds i think Simon might have posted it on the old Facebook page, mm. won't he? Uh, return of flight uh, from London Gatwick to New York to aid those travelling from the south of England. Uh, residents in the southeast wishing to fly to New York received a boost today after British Airways announced a new direct route from Gatwick to the Big Apple. It is now only the second airline after Norwegian to fly direct to the US city from Gatwick, meaning those living in the south coast uh, have more options if they wish to avoid an often tedious rail journey to Heathrow. A train from Brighton, for example, reaches Gatwick in less than 30 minutes, but it takes two hours and a change in the capital to arrive at Heathrow. Oh, that seems a bit strange, because Croydon isn't that, Croydon isn't that far, is it, from mm. London? But anyway, uh, BA's new route, due to start in May next year, also makes it the only carrier to fly to the East Coast city from Gatwick, Heathrow and London City. 
The flights will run daily using a Boeing 777 with three classes of tickets available with tickets from around £400 return. Well, that's not too bad, is it, actually? Mm. Uh, it will depart Gatwick at 4.40pm, reaching JFK around about half 7pm in the evening local time. Lynn Embleton, BA's Managing Director at Gatwick, said that the route will also provide a further connection to New York for other European cities via Gatwick's short-haul network. New York is British Airways' flagship Atlantic route and will always be one of the most popular destinations for holidaymakers and business travellers alike, she said. It's not for the first time that BA has flown the route. The airline ran Gatwick to New York for more than 25 years before pulling it in 2009 in favour of the Egyptian resort of Sharm el-Sheikh. Virgin Atlantic 2 has run the route uh, previously before dropping it. Uh, BA also announced three new European routes from Heathrow for next summer. That's, Bir- I want to say, Biritz, Biritz yeah, in France. France. Mahon. Ah, Mahon. Mahon. Mahon, where I flew into in Menorca and pa- pa- Palermo. Palermo in Sicily. Thank you for that. Uh, the airline will fly twice a week to Biritz and four times a week to Menorca. Uh, from April the 29th, and from the 2nd of May, it will fly directly into Palermo. Uh, additional flights expected next year also include an extra summer-only daily flight to Budapest, mm. three further flights a week to Venice, and more flights to Split, Palma, Berlin, Gibraltar, and Olbia. Not really, mm. yes. Yeah. I, w- I wonder, actually, if one of the reasons why they have pulled the Sharm el-Sheikh route, perhaps, is obviously because it, it, it is a troubled... Yeah, yeah, there isn't moment, it? Yeah. So whether perhaps yeah. uh, people aren't flying out there um, like they were, perhaps, and so replace it with a New mm. York route. Mm. I, would, I personally would have thought the New York route would be more popular, but uh. well, you know, you know what uh, aircraft used to fly the Heathrow to New York route, don't you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a clue. It's uh. very, very pointed and very fast. Oh, Concorde. Yes. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Well, so there hasn't been one... 2009... Yeah, yeah, that's is that when they grounded it? No. It no, it's no. before then. That's before then. Yeah. But, um, no, that's that's one of the aircraft that used to fly that route. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing that many times take off from Heathrow think, yeah. in my viewing gallery days. Oh, back in the innocent days when you had <laughs> more time to do anything you wanted. I know, that's when I had a, had a scanner and yes. stuff. Oh, well, I still have... Yeah, I was going to say, you've actually. still got a scanner. Yeah, still, it's a slightly newer one, though. Yes. So next news story then uh, on the ETN Global Travel Industry News site. And the headline, British Airways launches Miami A380 service. So uh, New York uh, this week, uh, British Airways will begin flying its new double-decker Airbus A380 between Miami and London. Uh, The inaugural flight, BA209, will touch down at Miami International Airport on Sunday, October the 25th, which is this Sunday. Uh, it'll depart as BA208 the same evening. Uh, the Super Jumbo A380 is the largest and grandest aircraft in British Airways fleet. 2003, apparently, Concorde yeah. stopped. Ah, 2003. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. The uh, <laughs> aircraft spans two full decks and can accommodate up to 469 passengers across four cabins, including 14 first-class suites, 97 Club World business-class seats with full flat uh, beds, 55 spacious seats in the private World Traveller Plus, premium economy cabin and 303 in world traveler economy the a380 is optimized for wellness with quiet spacious cabins and an advanced cabin air conditioning system that allows 15 different temperature control zones and cabin air that is changed every three minutes Mm. customers can enjoy on-demand seat back entertainment with more than 1600 
hours of programming from around the world. We've been flying between Miami and London for more than 40 years, and this week we are reinforcing our commitment by introducing an incredible new aircraft onto the route, says Simon Brooks, SVP Americas for British Airways. At the launch, uh, British Airways will offer twice-daily service. The first departure will continue uh, on the Boeing 747 aircraft, while the second departure will now feature the A380. A joint business agreement between American and British Airways, Iberia and Finnair allows members of the AA or A Advantage Executive Club and Plus programs to earn and redeem points or miles on code share flights between the airlines. Mm-hmm. So that's quite good news. I mean, for someone who wants to go to Miami, it's going to mm-hmm. offer, um, you know, I mean, that's a hell of a lot of um, um, passenger um, commitment, especially from BA. Uh, to fill this aircraft, but it's going to offer it, you know, a lot more uh, versatility, you know, versatility and, and for people flying with Eve. And where's that flying out of? I know it says London, but which airport? I would imagine that'll be Heathrow. Right. Okay. I imagine that'll be Heathrow. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to offer that uh, mm. extra level of e- excitement for <laughs> aviation geeks like me who, yes. uh, who, you know, who are going to fly rather than flying on a seven four seven. They're going to fly on an Airbus A three eighty. Ooh, you would definitely like that. Mm. There's no two ways about that. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I have to admit, I'm, I'm a Boeing man, but I did enjoy my times. A few, the, the few flights that we've had on the A three eighty, really mm. did enjoy those. Get you. Get me. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to our next story. Yes, our next story. This is uh, on the Travel Mall website. That's travelmall.com. And the headline is Russia's second largest airline is grounded. Russia's oh second largest airline, uh, cash strapped, uh, tran- is it Transero? Transero, yeah. Transero is to be grounded due to fears that its debts will lead to a compromise of passenger safety. The Russian transport minister has announced that the airline's operating certificate has been cancelled from the 26th of October. So it really is a, a new uh, in a couple of days. Yeah. Couple of days time, they're going mm. to pull the certificate. Passengers with Transaero tickets will have to use uh, Aeroflot or another or other Russian carriers. Economy uh, Economy Minister Alexei and the surname I cannot pronounce, it begins with you, warned earlier this month that the airline faced bankruptcy after Aeroflot pulled out of a deal to buy a controlling stake in the carrier for the symbolic sum of one rupee. Oh dear, that's not a lot of money. Transero, founded 25 years ago, filed for bankruptcy on the 1st of October after the Civil Aviation Authority ordered it to stop selling tickets. It has 106 mainly long-haul Boeing aircraft and employs 10,000 people. The UK Foreign Office said that those booked on a Transaero flight should contact their airline or travel agent without delay. So just looking at the um, bits and pieces on Transaero, um, you know, it's uh, it's a big airline. I mean, it's the second biggest, as Matt said, in, in uh, Russia. Founded in 1990, and uh, they've got uh, 97 aircraft in their fleet and they fly to 156 destinations uh i'm just looking at they've actually got they've got loads of aircraft on order right you know they've got yeah. 64 aircraft on order really mm. <laughs> uh, new aircraft unlucky <laughs> so i don't think they'll be, <laughs> i don't think they're going to be fulfilled i don't somehow. think they'll be fulfilled no. yeah Absolutely. um i mean they've got some of the neos the a320 neos on order yeah um they've also got some uh some a uh, some 737 800s on order right gosh and they were planning to replace their, um, their some of their aircraft with some new A380s. Right. So I don't, I don't think they'll be doing that now. No. Somewhere. No. So I mean, it's always very sad when mm. when obviously you know 
airlines go bust. I mean, it is it isn't great. Is they it? might they might come back. I mean, they yeah. might um, just you know just might just might just be one of those things. Well, and there must be a reason why why the other carrier pulled out. Mm. There must be something. There must be a skeleton in the closet there somewhere that they're not happy with. So, oh, there's Alfie, just gone in shot there. Look. <laughs> and uh, next story on Flight Global uh, yep. headline, German probe looks into Eurowings A330 cowl loss. Oh, dear. Uh, cowl, Matt, it's the piece of uh, uh, covering that goes around the engine to oh, stop right. people seeing the... Oh, now I saw this picture. I saw this. I'm mm. sure I saw this on, again, I think that was on the yeah. Facebook feed, wasn't it? Uh, German yeah. investigators are looking into the loss of an engine cowl from a Eurowings Airbus A330-200, oh, which had departed Cologne for Palma de Mallorca. The aircraft was operating uh, flight 4U592 and apparently shed the component during takeoff on the 20th of October. Oh, no. Eurowings says part of the cowl from the left-hand engine detached and was found next to the runway at Cologne Bonn Airport. The aircraft had taken off from runway 14 left. Flight Global's fleet's analyzer tool indicates the aircraft involved was Delta Alpha X-ray Golf Alpha and is a General Electric CF6-powered uh, air, uh, air frame leased from GCAS. Uh, the airline states that there were no signs that the component was absent, and the crew was informed only once the A330 was operating in French airspace. Well, that's not good to know. What is it? I, know, I think it was a passenger who spotted this as well. From really? Yeah, yeah. Gosh. Uh, since there was no evidence that the safety of the aircraft was compromised, it adds the pilots opted to continue their flight to Palma, where it landed mm. just uh, before nine in the morning. It was subsequently examined. Eurowing says the aircraft had been undergoing maintenance with Lufthansa Technik and that the firm is cooperating with the investigation. Lufthansa Technik confirms it had been servicing the jet and it adds uh, it is cooperating with the carrier as well as the German Investigation Authority, the BFU, following the incident. None of the 169 passengers and 13 crew members were injured. So, mm. um, yeah, this—I mean, this—I this, think it popped, this popped up on the Twitter feeds. I yeah. think, and a passenger had taken a photo out of his window of, no way. Uh, of the engine cowl missing. Right. I mean, uh, on the aircraft. So again, it sounds like a similar thing where it were sort of maintenance, maintenance relates. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, worrying, I think, is the, the long shot. I mean, is it? Do you think it was the right idea? Them to, I'm sure the chat room will go crazy when I ask this question now, but do you think it was they were correct to carry on and just finish their I mean, flight? It, it, I mean, I don't know. What, what are the implications of that? Well, it's up to the captain. The captain has the total right. on anything. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever do, the do you, says, does. Do you think, as, I mean, all right, I, I know, I know. You, you've not flown one of these aircraft, obviously, so it's difficult no. to know. I no, mean, I haven't flown No, 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 indeed. no, no indeed. Um, I mean, what do, you, what do you reckon? I mean, is, is it... Is it not a safe thing to do to keep flying, or does it does it have any negligible impact I, on the aircraft? I mean, what? I mean, the, it wouldn't have any sort of. I mean, it would be noisy, I'd imagine, without that camera. Right, there. yeah, because it's more um, for wind, wind aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but obviously, the engines have hundreds and hundreds of of uh, sensors right. uh, that tell the pilots what's going on mm. with the engine. And, you know, right. if, if they're sitting at the front and they're they they know this has happened, and yeah. they look at their in, their instruments and stuff, and there's nothing. And everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, okay. Then it's obviously the captain's discretion to think. Well, yeah. you know, we mm. can rather than yeah. um, declare an emergency or something or a pan pan. And but do you, do you? I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like well, I mean, it's like you can almost sort of hear the comments. Well, the instruments look all right. You mm. know, let's carry on. But well, Matty I Fabs mean, has put in the chat room. They're only aerodynamic aids, which right. Really okay, so they don't have out. any. Mm. Um, detrimental effect to the way that the aircraft flies. He's put, it's like it's like driving with a bonnet missing on your car. He's right, Matty Fab's right. What he says, you know, it yeah. is if you took all the bits, yeah. unnecessary yeah, bits okay. of an aircraft yeah. that yeah. don't really need to be there yeah. for for aerodynamic reasons, 
it would be it would weigh a hell of a lot less. Right. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> it would not be very aerodynamic. No. And okay. it would be very noisy in the yeah. air. Yeah. No, okay. Well, and if it hadn't affected the handling, I suppose, as you say, if it hadn't had a detrimental yeah. effect to the, to the handling, then I, I, I guess um, I guess I'm I'm Tolton Squid. But this happens all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this happens all. The, it's not the first time. You know, things like something like this has happened. So mm. you know, it, it, it's, there's always chances mm. for this to happen. But um, you know, it's a yeah. it's a good outcome because. Um, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you say, nothing happened. So it's. Uh, so the last story. The last story. Yes, Ooh. this is on. Does that mean we have coffee in a moment? It does. And this, and this next story is good news for Boeing. Is it? Excellent. So this is Flight Global again, and the headline is Norwegian orders up to 29 more 787-9s. Scandinavian budget carrier Norwegian is ordering another 19 Boeing 787-9s with options on a further 10 of the type. Norwegian has previously ordered 11 of the 787-9s through lease deals and operates a fleet of 8 of the smaller 787-8s. No engine selection has been disclosed for the additional dash 9s, but the airline's 787 fleet is fitted with Rolls-Royce Trent 1000 power plants. Chief Executive Bjorn Koss uh, says the order is essential to further strengthening the company, adding that its long-haul, low-cost operation has been achieving average low factors of above 90%. That's really good, isn't it? Mm. The airframer says uh, the order, which it values at $5 billion at catalogue prices, is the largest single deal for the type from a European customer. Norwegian states that the first of the newly ordered aircraft will begin in 2017. By 2020, it adds, the airline's long-haul fleet will comprise, uh, will comprise sorry, of 38 787s. It confirms that the 344 seats jets will be placed under the ownership of its uh, is it Arctic Aviation Assets Division. Norwegian's fleet modernisation also covers 100 Airbus A320neos and 100 Boeing 737 MAX jets. Mm, that's the new ones that uh, Ryanair mm. got on all of the MAX. Oh, is it what, the MAX jets? Yeah, the yeah. MAX, the new, they're the kind of the, a newer version of mm. what uh, Ryanair got now. But, yeah, uh, okay. I mean that's that's fantastic news again for Boeing. Mean, these, yeah. these orders every week we have. I mean we must have a story every week where yeah. where an airlines ordered yeah. another phenomenal amount. Of it's funny though it, it goes through phases. You think oh dear Boeing are losing out, losing out to Airbus, and, and then you think a and huge then order comes in, and then a massive a massive order comes in in for Boeing. So I think they'll both be all right. I think they'll manage, but they'll struggle on between them. <laughs> you know, trying to make ends meet. It's a yeah. mass fight between the two air, two uh, air, aircraft manufacturers here. Yes, uh, we need some more, we need some more orders for other air. Um, uh, aircraft manufacturers. Yeah, you know, you know, we yeah. need, you know, the trouble is, they probably are occurring, but of course, because they aren't happening in, no, in those vast numbers. numbers of course, um, you know, the news feeds aren't necessarily picking them up. No. You know, but uh, there we are. So there we go. That brings the commercial side of news uh, to an end uh, mm -hmm. for now. But we have got loads to coming up. We've got. Uh, We've got the military news, yes. and we've got uh, a video from uh, one of mine and Matt's good friends who yeah. did a parachute jump. He did, uh, yes, on at Sunday, our local airfield. Uh, yes. Our local airfield, where I learned to fly, so yes. you'll be able to see the runway I land on. Yes. Um, and take off from. Yes. Um, oh, we've, also <laughs> <laughs> we've also got some feedback mm. as well from yep. uh, one of our listeners who is in the chat room today. Splendid. So we are going to uh, go and have a cup of tea now. Yes, a cup of tea and coffee, and we will be right back after these excellent messages. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. TheVoicesInYourHead.com
has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines. Well, not anymore. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran, and we're bringing aviation right into your radio. Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out. How cool is this? Grant, Grant, turn that down. Here at Plane Crazy Down Under, we've got pilots, engineers, air traffic controllers, industry leaders, even politicians dropping by to talk to us about the amazing world of aviation right here in Australia and occasionally in New Zealand as well. Wow, that's cooler than I thought, mate. Find us at planecrazydownunder.com, on iTunes, or lurking about on other people's podcasts just like this one. We've got crazy accents and lots of great aviation content. And we promise not to talk about the cricket. No, never. Not the cricket. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> what is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there oh. we <laughs> And we're back then after a short break there. A coffee break, in fact, because I have coffee, not tea. You have coffee now, yes. So we've got some military along, news. Along with, oh, uh, oh, do, do mar- you want to just finish up that very last We um, just show the listeners the bag yeah. of marshmallows <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was half full when we started the show. Yes. And now it yes. has yes. one. Uh, Ask, uh, you no, you, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. No, 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 <laughs> so we have the military news then uh, to come next. We've got a few stories to bring you because we've got loads of other stuff to bring you as well in the show, yes. including some video. Oh, hello, Alfie. I didn't realise you were sitting <laughs> behind me. Um, can't Al- show you. Alfie's can't sitting there. Know. Know. Does your camera pick him up? No, it doesn't. Oh, no. it's making anyway, yourself comfortable on the sofa behind. So uh, we're going to bring you some military news. So if you're ready, Matt. I am. Yes, let's do it. Let's go. He's all comfy sitting behind me. So first news story then on Flight Global site. The headline, Boeing FA-18 crashes near RAF Lakenheath. This is a story that hit the headlines Mm. early this week. Sad, sad news indeed because um, the pilot uh, was killed, unfortunately, even after he ejected. Mm. Uh, This happened near RAF Lakenheath in Suffolk, uh, which is not far from us here. Uh, in the UK and the incident involving a US Marine Corps F-18 Hornet which uh, departed from RF Lake and Heath occurred at 11am um, on it was the 21st of this week I think that was that happened from yes on 21st of October uh, response efforts are underway in the incident um, it, um, was is, the incident is currently under investigation um, by the relevant parties the uh, third Marine Aircraft's wing F-18 comes under the remit of the Marine Attack Fighter Squadron 232, stationed at Marine Corps Station Miramar, San Diego. Um, the uh, pilot, like we said, unfortunately, he ejected, but uh, he, he he subsequently died. I don't know whether he um, whether you know something happened on the ejection or what. I don't know. I haven't read any more reports no. on on this yet, or what caused the aircraft to crash. Uh, one of the things I did read on one of the news feeds, which yeah. nine times out of ten you can't trust, but anyway, no. one of the um, more credible news feeds said that uh, the aircraft had, had been in the process of refuelling earlier that day. Right. 
and had issues at refueling. So okay. um, yeah, so I don't know what. Uh, I, I know one of the. I, I think it was on the BBC website. I actually spotted uh, mm. that they were saying that the pilot had been commended for getting yes. the aircraft yeah, out of because yeah. it was in a, a res- residential area, essentially flying over there, and had managed to sort of glide the thing, which is maybe maybe why there was issues with ejection. Perhaps he mm. was. Perhaps he was too low when he ejected. Perhaps you know, it, it yeah. could have been. The, the, could, the case could have been that he was. Too, so busy trying to um, get you know, it away, get from, it away yeah, from, from residential everyone. area, yeah. That, uh, you know that this 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 happened, unfortunately. But very sad because he leaves behind, uh, you know, obviously family and small yeah, child. Child, and, yeah, yeah, it's all yeah, very it's sad. Very sad. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's very sad news indeed. But, uh, but um, commended for, for yeah, doing his yeah, very best to ensure yeah. that. Well, sadly, only he was affected, if you mm. like. Yeah, very sad. Anyway, on to the next story. Uh, sad though it is, and it is uh, flightglobal.com again. And the headline is First MH60R set for delivery to Danish Air Force. Nine Lockheed Martin Sikorsky uh, uh, MH60R Seahawk helicopters ordered by the Danish Air Force will be provisioned to accept anti-submarine sensor should the government in Copenhagen decide to purchase it, a senior Air Force official said on the 21st of October. A Lockheed Martin stroke Sikorsky team is delivering the first MH60R to Denmark on the 22nd of October without the AQS-22 Advanced Low Frequency Sonar. Though standard equipment on the US Navy MH-60R fleet, the Danish Air Force omitted the capability in order to focus the fleet on other missions such as maritime patrol, anti-surface warfare and uh, search and rescue. But some officials in the government may prefer to equip the aircraft for the anti-submarine warfare role as well, says Captain Kimbo Miller, an Air Force systems official with the Danish Defence Acquisition Agency. It would be possible to put it into the helicopter, Miller says. Uh, Denmark selected the MH60R in 2012 after a two-year competition. As all nine are delivered through April 2018, the Danish fleet will add to 225 MH60s already delivered to the US Navy and the Royal Australian Navy. In addition to the missing sonar, the Danish variant of the helicopter also differs from the US Navy version with a UHF radio and a different deck locking system, says Lockheed Martin, Vice President of Aviation and Unmanned Systems for Lockheed. So the uh, the MH60... R is uh, developed from the UH-60 Blackhawk, a right. very famous helicopter yeah. used by the, uh, the services, military services, and that. Mm. And um, it first flew in 1979. Mm. The uh, the well, the SH-60 yeah. um, flew in 1979 and introduced into service in 1984. So it's quite a well-proven, um, yeah. you know, helicopter. Absolutely. And obviously they've they've done, made different variants of this helicopter yeah. that can do different things. So this was the Seahawk, wasn't it? This is the Seahawk. Yeah. yeah, this one's got all the um, anti-submarine stuff and all the the cool. kit on board uh, yeah. to find things and and that, which is which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm just looking through the the um, obviously the Wikipedia, which we use quite a bit on here, cool, and yeah. uh, it's 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 definitely it's a multi-class, it's sort of kind of a multi multi-mission maritime yeah. helicopter. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next story, Flight Global, and headline, Italian Air Force makes a flying start with the T-36A trainer. Uh, in 2016, the Italian Air Force will mark the 70th anniversary of flight training activities at its Le- Le- Lycee Galatina Air Glad Base. you got this one. <laughs> also an early milestone in the transition to its newest instructional model. 
the first AB Initio students uh, chosen to fly the Alina and Murchie's twin-engined M346, named the T346A by the service, in late August uh, 2015 began the classroom phase of their training program. Accompanied on their course uh, by an instructor pilot from the same service and another from the Royal Netherlands Air Force. They are to uh, complete a Phase 6 lead-in fighter training course that has uh, until recently been delivered exclusively using the Italian-manufactured older MB339CD. Five T346As are today assigned to the 61st Wing at uh, the Lice Galantina in southeastern Italy. The aircraft are being used by the 212 Squadron Training Unit and also by the instructors who make up 214 Squadron. Almost a 1,000 flight hours have been accumulated when the Flight International visited in early September this year, one year after the Air Force's first two examples had arrived. The bulk of this total was logged during the accelerated development of a training syllabus that contains around 60% new content when compared with the type that will be replacing. The T346A is the latest jet trainer to be introduced by the Italian Air Force, following the MB339, which arrived at Lessi Galatina in 1981, and the earlier MB326. Italy's first student pilots for the new generation type commenced their training several months ahead of schedule against an original target at the start um, in acti- the activity in January next year, 2016. Uh, I thought there was room to push, says the base commander and 61st wing commander, Col Palo Torrentino, who is, in the proce- <laughs> who is also in the process of converting to the type. The uh, Perhaps Matt can finance MIMFO on the... Uh, on this aircraft, the T three four six. I know you're only talking to me because I ain't gonna be able to do that. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I know a man in the chat room who probably could. So, Mister Mister Fab. Oh, he'll find something. Yeah, like absolutely. Oh, Your job <laughs> is to. Yeah, I, I, dude, I can't do that and operate all this other stuff. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Okay, okay, well, I'll find some. The first course is scheduled to run for 10 months, concluding next May. Uh, Current plans call for this to overlap with a second intake of students um, due to arrive in March 2016. The latter could make use of enhanced syllabus, uh, which would draw on early lessons being learned by the current small uh, care instructors. Uh, Let's have a look. Let's have a look and see what we can find out on this aircraft. There we go. I know we can find out something here. I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, the uh, aircraft itself will become increasingly important as more pilots mm-hmm. progress to fly the single-seat F-35. Uh, this new concept of training has everything uh, which has been radically changed, mm-hmm. he says, for the training process of this aircraft. We teach them mission leadership and try to put them in complicated scenarios to provide them a better training uh, to be a or become a wing lead. Um the 61st Wing ex- uh, expects to increase its T346 Alpha fleet to eight by March next year and to increase this a further uh, one or two aircraft by the end of 2016. In the Italian Air Force, uh, it is so far d- uh, ordered uh, 15 examples of the aircraft with the potential to increase this by a further three once at full strength. There will be 18 instructor, uh, instructor pilots fully qualified on the type at Lique Galantina. Uh, Italy has already used twin-engine trainers uh, as a red air adversary platform. So the T, or the yeah, T346, mm. um, this was, this is classed as an advanced trainer, light attack aircraft. I first flew in 2004, so it is quite a new aircraft. Right. 
used, as we said, with the Italian Air Force, uh, the Israeli Air Force, and the Republic of Singapore Ooh, Air Force. Get you. Um, and it's developed from the Yak-130. But wow. uh, you can look it up on, uh, on, on Wikipedia. Have a yeah, look at that. Definitely. So last one there, Matt. Yeah, the last story, uh, and this, uh, I'm delighted to say, is a top ten. Whee! Indeed, it's on Flight Global is the source, and the headline, or the top ten, is the Italian-style ten iconic aircraft from Italy. To coincide with our focus of Italy's aerospace industry, this is on Flight Global, we highlight ten memorable aircraft the country has produced from the 1940s to the present day, from highly successful exports down to the right quirky. Uh, as well as with all, almost all <laughs> Italian products, few of these examples lack style yeah indeed so well, the italian uh, the italians are well known for this they style. are indeed, it is, yes absolutely if anyone can make a plane look sexy and lovely then that would definitely be them so at at uh, number 10 at number 10 it's your augusta westland aw129 the rolls royce gem powered aw129 mangusta was europe's first attack helicopter and entered service with the italian army in the 1990s Turkish aerospace industries have since developed the T-129 derivative for the Turkish Army. Matt will put a quick screenshot of that air helicopter on there. There we go. Look, looking rather nice rather there. fierce Augusta evil, Western. isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yes. So, in at... Number nine. So, at number nine, it's the Augusta, another Augusta Westland, mm. and it's the AW-609. Mm. Look at that one there. there oh, there no. Uh, that, that now, looks what, that... what does that look oh, similar to? It begins to? with O. Come and on. I can't remember. Yes, it's um, a bird. It is. Yeah. Osprey. Well done. Yeah, you see, Give I'm that man a, a cigar. Yeah, absolutely. Not no, smoke, no, no, I can't. <laughs> that, that'll kill me. Okay, a pint, then. I'll have an asthma track and everything. It does look like the, uh, it does, the Osprey. Yeah. It does look yeah. beautiful, doesn't it? With a it? tilt rotor. They, 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 it must be a relation, surely. Must Probably be a relation. It's, it's on the same breed as such. Yeah. But uh, although not a strictly Italian aircraft, in that it was originally a joint development with Bell of the USA, the AW609 tri uh, tilt rotor is now being tested by Augusta Westland uh, on its own with a planned certification date of 2017. One of the most innovative and eye-catching rotorcraft ever, the AW609 has had a gestation stretching back to the last century. Italy's helicopter manufacturer expects a rapid take-up of the Pratt-Whitney Canada PT-6 powered type once it enters service in 2017. Jennifer in the chat room, by the way, is saying she's loving all the Italian stories. Hello, yeah. Jenny. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Jenny. Uh, anyway, oh, in at number eight. At uh, number eight, then. Get a little picture there, a little screenshot there. Look at that. Look. So what's that? It's a flat eight? Mm. No, it's a Fiat. It's a Fiat. Oh, a Fiat. I'm there's sorry. <laughs> and there's one of these in the Aviation Museum in Malta. Anyway, oh. It's the Fiat. Air, no, I can't this right now. Air now Italia. We, now we, now we've Air got Italia. Yes. The Fiat Air Italia G91. I dare say we will be corrected. By Jenny. Yeah. Yes, I should hope This so. Cold War jet, nicknamed Gina, was the result of the Italians winning the uh, 1953 NATO competition for a light jet. It saw service with the air forces of Italy and West Germany, with Portugal joining the customer list later. It entered service in 1958, and around 760 examples wow. were produced over the next three decades. That is very, very cool. And uh, in at number seven on the screen. <laughs> at number seven, it's the Machi C202. That's a very so bizarre looking aircraft, I know, isn't it? Yeah, rather, yeah nice paint job. I like the aircraft. <laughs> it's a quirky paint job. <laughs> yes. So the Machi C202 Folgore, Italian for uh, Thunderbolt. Pardon? Folgore. <laughs> oh. 
I can speak fluent Italian, is, <laughs> he's choking on his coffee, is arguably the Italian Second World War aircraft that, <laughs> excuse me, powered, powered by a Daimler Benz liquid-cooled engine. The low-wing fighter went into service in 1941. And shortly after, Italy joined the war, although a few continued in, in service in Italy surrender to the Allies in 1943. Its heyday had passed. Oh, very sad. In at number six. Now, this is Ooh. bizarre. What on earth is this? This is bizarre. This is really bizarre. This is the S-I-A-I. It's a Sia Marchetti. I want to say Marchetti. Sia Marchetti. 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 FN333. Sorry, Jenny. Designed by Nardi in the 1950s and produced by Sia Marchetti in the 1960s, the FN333 Riviera is probably the quirkiest aircraft on that Agreed, yes. Only 29 examples of these three-seat luxury touring piston amphibians were built and a handful remain. Amphibians. So this is... It'll land. And on a float the water. plane it'll land yeah. on water yeah yeah cool. very cool very cool love it uh, anyway uh, in at number five. Oh man look at that what that is, is awesome I love that colour that yeah. blue Arr. this is the Alina Amerci M346 the M346 is the fastest Italian aircraft ever the advanced jet trainer entered service in 2013 with the Italian and Singapore Air Forces and has also been in, uh, ordered by the Israelis Alina Amerci has so far delivered 12 to Singapore and 17 out of an Israeli order for 30. It's also under contract for, to produce eight of these for Poland and is confident of being a selected uh, in the US as, uh, USA as well for uh, the country's TX trainer requirement. Cool. Anyway, at number four. Oh, one of these I've seen at, uh, I've seen at Luca in Malta. This uh, one is a small transport aircraft, the Alina Amerci C-27J. This mm. is a Spartan. We saw one of these at the air show. At Ria. At Ria yeah. as well. Mm. Uh, in service since 2006, the C-27J Spartan is the military flagship of Italy's aerospace industry. Used by the U.S. Coast Guard and the Italian Air Force, the medium transport is a Marchetti. Marchetti. From the previous one, Marchetti. Sorry, yes. Marchetti. <laughs> is a transport air, medium transport aircraft. Uh, it's a derivative of the Alina's earlier G222. Uh, uh, are, you, are you feeling the pressure I know. Yet? <laughs> In October, Alina Amerci announced plans for a package of enhancements that would be uh, become the baseline standard from late 2017. These would include winglets and upgraded Rolls-Royce AE21000 engines to increase maximum takeoff weight. Oh, winglets, that's cool. Ah, a bit, bit like the Boeing's then. I know. Yeah, absolutely. The little shark fins. Uh, number three. Next one, I love this one because this one's um, got a, a Star Trek ring to it. Uh, is it? Hey, this is oh, the Vulcan. Yes, I see. Yeah, this yeah. is the Vulcan Air. <laughs> oh. That looks quite nice. It I does. Quite like that. It looks funny, yeah. Uh, Naples-based Vulcan Air, named after the nearby Vesuvius volcano, mm-hmm. inherited the remnants of Partenvia <laughs> and its P68 piston twin in 1980. What, 1998? I've got to pick that difficult Lincoln story you have. here. I'm enjoying it immensely. And shortly after the development, <laughs> the Aviator, a non pressurized Rolls Royce 250B17C powered stretch, the twin prop is largely aimed at the surveillance market, although Vulcan Air suggests that it could be configured for cargo, commuter, or VIP use. Are you trying to show on your mug? Yeah. 
Well, it's always always a pair of planes, isn't it? Honestly. So in at yeah, yeah uh, sorry, uh, concentrate. No, number two. Number two, an aircraft that uh, would look a bit better with me flying. This is the kind of size that I'm used to. <laughs> That's uh, not a Cessna. I know that I know. much. Yeah. This <laughs> is the Technam P2010. Uh, Italian general aviation manufacturer Technam, based near Naples, is a relatively young company, having been building aircraft since the uh, 1980s. It has just added the winged, high-winged, four-seat piston single P2010 to its range, taking on Cessna's Skylane and Skyhawk head-on. <gasps> Our test pilot last year flew the carbon-fibred fuselage aircraft, describing it as a step change in four-seat GA Ooh, aviation. Cool. I mean, to that, me, to me, that does not look like a four-seater. I have to say. Yeah, that, it does. I mean, it looks. looks to, I mean, you look look at the size of it. I that mean, looks like a Cessna 150 kind of size. To yeah, me, absolutely. Yeah, very similar though. I, I do like it. It looks nice. Yeah, anyway, finally in at number one. Now, now this, this looks like something from Bond. This actually, looks something like Bond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this looks really cool. Look at that. It's weird having the propellers at the back. A pusher. It's called a pusher. Yeah, yeah. They call it a pusher. Yeah, as normally yeah. it sort of pulls, doesn't it? Mm. So yeah, that is bizarre. Sorry, I'm just taking a swig yeah, of coffee. So that's the, the, the Pigato. The Piaggio. Piaggio. That's the Piaggio. Oh, I was thinking as in Bugatti. Come on, I'm the one who speaks oh, Italian. Right, right, uh, yeah, fluent. Yes. yes. <laughs> this is the Piaggio P180 Avanti. <laughs> on a postcard, please, to podcast <laughs> at plaintalkinguk.com. The six-seater <laughs> VIP aircraft from yeah. Piaggio. They sounds make, like something like would fly. They make mopeds. Do they? They don't make mine. They make mopeds. Right. I guarantee you. Uh, the aircraft <laughs> from <laughs> competes with business jets, but is unusual in that it only uh, is the only twin pusher turboprop on the market. In service since 1990, the P-180 is now in its third version, known as the Evo, mm. and has spawned a special mission and un unmanned surveillance variant called the P-1HH Hammerhead, ordered by the Italian Armed Forces. Despite its impressive ramp presence, the uh, Avanti has been quite a slow seller for the Mumdala owned manufacturer. That's a fabulous word. Spawned. We don't use that word know. enough in in general conversation. I've you know, I've never I've <laughs> never flown. I've never been lucky enough to fly on an aircraft a pusher prop aircraft. Yeah. But it, I wonder how it feels. feels. It must feel different. I know. Yeah. Whether it's less noisier. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. How does it? Well, well, it's been mm. tricky one. Is it, if any if anybody has flown on a pusher, we want to hear all about it. I'm just li looking through the uh, chat room stuff. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Neil Braden is—he's—he's he's, he's, he's nipped off. He's gone. He yeah, he's gone, gone off his uh, tea. Yeah, yeah. he's—he's going to catch up with us all on the uh, next episode of APG. Excellent. And I'm just reading through the chat room stuff. Uh, just see if we've, anyone's had a go. Yes, <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> yes. Oh dear. P it has to be the Piaggio 180. Um, Mr. Warner's put on here. Yeah. Well, 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 yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, while he's reading through the chat room... Sorry. What we're going to do is, uh, as I say, uh, Sunday just gone, so I can't remember what the date was, but anyway, it was this last Sunday, uh, and, and a, a rather unusual thing occurred in the fact that it was me, yes, me here, Mr. Who Knows Nothing About Aircraft, etc., etc., was actually up at Ella Airfield, um, because one of my friends, uh, we call him Skippy, because he's from Australia, um, but Adrian is his real name, because if I don't do that, I will get told off when he watches this back, uh, 
So Adrian, uh, along with uh, some of his work colleagues, I think, um, were raising money for charity, and they decided yep. to do a skydive. Now, between them, they've raised over a thousand pounds, which is an amazing achievement. And he very kindly let me nick because he, he had one of the videos taken, GoPro things, one of those GoPro yeah. things, and I merged that with some video that I took with my phone, actually. So, um, uh, so this is a little something or other that I've uh, thrown together. So, uh, if you're ready, then let's sit down and watch it. Yeah, Here watch we it. go. Here we go. Adrian, what are you doing today? Parachute jumping. Oh yeah, what is that? Um, some giggles. Alright, good. Doing a charity. So, yeah? yeah? What charity? Uh, pancreatic cancer research. Alright, any reason for that one? Uh, a friend of mine at work died from it, so... Alright, good. Yeah. Awesome. Raise some money then, eh? How much yeah. you raise? Uh, over a grand. Really? Bloody yeah. hell. Well done. Yeah. Okay, well that's our plane. Let's go, eh? Yeah.
got good views of the coast over there. Lowest stop straight from. Oh, lovely. <laughs> that was surreal watching people disappear and fucking in the sand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> and there it is. There we go. And there's Skippy's video. 
He thoroughly enjoyed himself, didn't he? I think he did, yeah. He absolutely. thoroughly enjoyed himself. Definitely. And uh, that's something that I'd love to try. I know uh, Matty really? Fab, yeah, Matty Fab, I think he said that he'd, uh, he'd like to have a go at that as well. I really have no desire to jump out of a perfectly functioning aeroplane. No? Uh, no, it doesn't do anything for me at all. I, I'd love to have a go. Yeah. A couple of questions yeah. appeared in the old chat room while we were doing that. One of it is, well, we think, because um, Carl sent me a screenshot, because he actually, uh, Stuart actually had his um, transponder on, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and uh, so you were tracking him on flight radar. Was, and we, yeah. we think he got to around about the 10th thousand feet mark which is where they were jumping from yeah they generally try, when, when the weather's really good um they tend to try and jump from around about fourteen thousand mm. feet um up uh, at Ella where I right yeah so yeah, um, absolutely yeah. but they, i mean there may have been a delay with the transponder and all that so we don't know but as i say anything between 10 and 14 um uh, i think they could they do go a bit higher on a tandem skydive mm. i think don't they uh, and also, no, unfortunately, you can't see the curvature of the Earth because it's it's recorded. Most mm. of it was recorded with uh, with a GoPro, so uh, it's got a wide angled lens on it, which is why it's got a slight sort of. Uh, Matt, Matty Fab has just said something that that I've I've said quite a few times, yes. and that uh, Matty would like to fly the uh, drop plane, which is Cessna Caravan. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. I'd love to fly that as well because mm. that is one. Well, and of course, aircraft. a very good friend of ours is doing exactly that, isn't he? Well, yeah, yeah. Stuart is yeah. flying that aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and what was lovely is he he was he he was ever so generous with his time. Uh, and uh, I got a full tour of the caravan. You had a tour of the caravan? I had caravan? a tour of the caravan. I know, oh, wow. absolutely. Did you take any selfies? Uh, no, I didn't think oh, to do yeah. that. Yeah, well, I, I was a bit, I was, you know, I was a bit shell shocked. Listeners here now, look at this. Look, <laughs> Matt, he wears a selfie. Matt, why don't you take a picture? Oh, sorry, oh, rubbish. Dear, I, look, I, look, look, look. <laughs> it was just very strange that I was the one up at the airfield and not Carl. Let's be honest. You were still in bed, I think. Actually, wasn't probably, you? probably yeah. was at the time. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> so we have got mm. some audio feedback, we have indeed, which is very exciting. I know, and it's yeah. fr- it's from someone who is in the chat room now. Uh, uh-oh. So we are going to play some audio feedback. We've, yeah. uh, we've got some more audio feedback, uh, which we're um, which we hopefully because we're having a slight issue with. Um, yes, I'm working our, on it. I'm working on it. Yeah. Yes. Matt would go into technical things, but we're not going to bother with that. It's, it's to do that. with disk space, basically. We're, yeah. We're supposed to have a thirty meg. You're supposed to be able to send a, a file up to thirty megabytes, and for some reason, it's not accepting that limit, mm-hmm. which is irritating. So I, I, I am officially. I, I can promise you, ladies and gentlemen, I am officially on it. I am on it. He is. Okay. Trust I me. will have it sorted. So please, still take your feedback and that. Um, and if if I really can't get it working, then we have a, a plan B that, that some yeah. people I know have been very good. Ray's sent us some video feedback. He has. We'll yeah. We'll plan a bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, but yes. we have, uh, like I said, we have got some feedback, some mm. voice feedback. Our yep. first bit for a long while on yeah. the show. So uh, if, for those of you listening, not just in the chat room, but also listening to the audio podcast, yeah. if you've got some time, just uh, use your your iPhone or your Android yeah. phone anything. or anything yeah. that anything. will record. Send us a little MP3 file or whatever file your phone produces and uh, send it in the, to the email address which we'll give at the end of the show, and yes. uh, Matt will, um, will I'll sort have it, it sorted out. by then, yes. So we have some feedback then from the legend that is Mr. PPL himself, Mr. <laughs> Matty Fab. <laughs> right. So we're going to play that for you right now. Hi there, Carlos and Matt. It's Matt here. I know you've been after some voice feedback, so I thought I'd answer the call and send a little bit in. I just want to touch on a story I saw earlier today on the Airbus website, which is about the new... Airbus A350-900 ULR, which stands for Ultra Long Range. So i just um, read a little uh, snippet from the website. So basically, it's talking about Singapore Airlines ordering this new variant of the A350-900. So it says, 
Singapore Airlines has selected Airbus's newly launched ultra-long-range version of the A350-900 for non-stop flights to the US under an agreement to the carrier's existing order for 63 A350-900s. Seven of the aircraft will now be delivered with the ultra-long-range capability for flights for up to 19 hours. In addition, the carrier has placed an additional order for four A350-900s, taking its total firm orders for the A350XWE family to 67. Optimised for non-stop flights to the US, aircraft designated A350-900ULR, which stands for Ultra Long Range, will include a modified fuel system to increase the fuel carrying capacity, an increase in maximum takeoff weight, plus aerodynamic improvements enabling services to the US West Coast as well as over to New York. Representing a distance of some 8,700 nautical miles, the New York service will be the world's longest commercial passenger route with an expected flight time of up to 19 hours. Moreover, the unique flexibility offered by the A350XWB allows operators to reconfigure their A350-900ULRs back to the standard long-haul A350-900 spec should they require it. And the story goes on to, to you know, sell the story, if you like, about the A350, but the question comes for you guys, and what's your thoughts on these flights? I know these, uh, you know, the, the Dreamliner, the A350, they're getting new technologies, carbon fibre, better engines, more fuel efficient, which enables them to fly longer in between stops, but how long is long enough? I mean, 19 hours. I love going on aeroplanes, you know, I'm like you, Carlos. I like to look in the cockpit, talk to the pilots, you know, I book my seat so I can as geeky as it is, look at the wings, watch the flaps and the spoilers and the ailerons working as the pilots take off on land and, you know, I don't tell my wife that, but hey, that's how I book the flights. But it becomes a point where, I mean, 19 hours on a plane, imagine being stuck for 19 hours with, you know, a screaming kid behind you or somebody who doesn't smell so fresh or, I don't know, I'm thinking the worst case here, but, I mean, 19 hours on a plane, I love planes, but I wouldn't fancy that. Hey, what do you guys think? Maybe it's just me that doesn't like being on planes for that long? But, uh, you know, if we keep going leaps forward in technology, it's not long for we can have 24-hour flights and, and, and even longer. I mean, you know, they ain't bringing Concorde back, so they're not going to get any shorter these flights. So, 19 hours, too long for me. What's your guys' thoughts? Anyway, keep up the good show, guys. Loving it to bits, and I will speak to you later. Take care. So come on, so come on then. What what are your thoughts? How how long is too long, as far as you're concerned? You you, you was just saying while we were listening to that, you reckon you'd be all right with with a 19 hour flight? For me, for me personally, I, I don't care. Being such an aviation geek, that um, flight you know long flights wouldn't bother me for for sure. Uh, I think it's a good idea. I mean, to have a have a, a mm. direct flight, even though that's that long, wouldn't yeah. be wouldn't be an issue for me. I mean, you know, I've been flying you know long haul for years now and, and I've, I've had flights where i've had to connect and stop in doha and stuff right. and change planes and stuff and that is a bit of a pain and you um, and you really are all right with that 19 hours on an aircraft it wouldn't bother me in the slightest i mean i did i because i i did it i did two long haul flights essentially because i was going to um new zealand and i think i think the first leg was 10 hours and then the second leg so that was from london to kuala lumpur mm. and then went from kuala lumpur to um to auckland which is where we landed and i mean i i'd more or less lost the will to live having mm. done it in two two sort of sessions so i, I don't know i don't know i, I mean 
I mean, you you love aviation, and I, mean, oh, yeah. and I know it, it it does come as a bit of a shock to most people. As as I was saying before, I'm not the best flyer in the world. He, he's not <laughs> the best flyer, but he's he's got a bloody good knowledge of aviation. Now he's getting better. Yeah, come whatever. on, he's getting better. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to learn. Frantically. But I, I think yeah. it's good. You know, the air, the airlines buying these aircraft that can do these these sort of legs and stuff like that. I mean, the new Dreamliners, the Dash Nines, and obviously the Dash Thousands that are coming out um, <laughs> soon. You know, it's it's going to be there's going to be there's going to be a point come at some point when you'll be able to get on a plane and yeah. pretty much go around the world yeah. in one hit. In one hit. Know, in yeah. one hit. Um, I mean, if it was comfortable, don't get me wrong, if I was doing the 19-hour flight in, in one of the A380s or whatever it is with the fancy cabins and things, then yeah, yeah I dare say I'd be all right with that. Actually, uh, just saying that because Matty's been listening to it back and uh, he was... Uh, he was he was saying that his 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 wife is not the best flyer, and absolutely <laughs> hates him when he points him out. And that's one of the things because you and I have never actually been on a flight before. Not together. No, indeed. <laughs> oh yes, not yes. Sorry, yes, we've both <laughs> been on flights, but not not together. And I I have to say you might well be. Whilst I love you very dearly, and you're one of my closest friends, I'm not entirely <laughs> sure that I could cope with sitting next to you on an aeroplane all the way to somewhere because I think you'd drive me nuts. No, I, 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 <laughs> I think a good idea. Yeah. I think what we should do, Matt. I yes. think what we should do is to to to, to, to keep your mind off flying right. when we eventually do go. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Malta, I think. Yeah, we yeah. will. Yeah. and we will. We will. What we'll do? We'll, we'll do a show while we're in the air. While we're in the air. Okay. Right. We'll we'll take all the relevant equipment with us. I've got a brilliant app on uh, <laughs> on one of my other phones yes. that you can do have all the studio stuff in, and you can do right. a show. And we'll okay. do a live show. Well, we can do it from my tablet. Yeah, we can't do that. We can't do a live show well, uh, unless we've got an amazing Wi-Fi connection uh, uh, and we're on one of the Emirates <laughs> ones or something like that. Tell you what, yeah, we'll go long haul okay, with will Emirates. We? Oh right, on on, a tr- on an A380. <laughs> okay, and we'll 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 pay for the Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, will we? And right. we'll do a live show. We'll do a live show. <laughs> God. <laughs> Dude, dude, it's all I can do to get this live when we've got no moving variables with regard to... And I'll this. tell you what, just to throw something even bigger in the mix, oh, Matt, while, while we're doing this live show live... Yes, yeah. you, are, you, are you listening to this? You will, be, you will be doing the visual feed via oh, YouTube. No, just no. Okay. <laughs> I can't see... Hands I up. can't see us getting a fast enough upload. Hands up in the chat room who wants uh, who would like me and Matt to do a live show on board on an aeroplane. I mean that would be a laugh as long as the cabin crew were up for it because they might be a bit funny about it. You never know. I think they might find. I know, it I know from what I know from what Betty was telling us when we were interviewing. Her, thinking, oh, hello. <laughs> Something's occurred. Go on. Yeah. Matty Fab says, yeah, I'm up for that, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're all off to Malta, are we? Splendid. Yeah, Good. yeah we are next year. Okay. Anyway, we have some more we listener feedback. We have some feedback. more listener feedback. Now, give me the background to this, because you... What did you say the plane was? It's an L29. Okay. It may I become did, more... I watched clear, it yeah. last night, because yeah. I downloaded it on my tablet, but... Yeah. The um, audio quality was on my tablet. It's not very really good. It's not but, great. Yeah. Um, okay. But no, I, I had a look at his last night. It's from Ray Davis, and yep. he sent us uh, some video, sort of vi- video, did. audio some visual feedback. Audio visual, and it's it's actually thing. the noise of the plane, isn't it? It's actually uh, it's about three minutes long, but it, it is it is a uh, a recording. Well, so I will cut it a little bit short. Yeah. Um, For those but, of you in uh, the in the chat room uh, listening to this, you might want to turn your turn your microphone, your headphones, yeah, sorry, down your headphones a little bit, down yeah. a fraction, because this is quite noisy. This is quite noisy. Quite noisy. So. So, um, if you are ready, go. then, ladies and gentlemen, here Woo-hoo. we go.
Wow, so thanks, Ray, for sending yeah. those videos in. Now, come on, you've been looking it up. So, first of all, you've been told off. I've been told off wrong. in the chat room, so I've got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my fault. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Warner, thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the L39 Albatross, and mm. uh, comments in the chat room, awesome sound from uh, Jonathan Warner. Isn't that a beautiful noise? Yeah, and um, it's um, the L39 Albatross. Uh, is a high-performance jet training aircraft developed Ooh. in Czechoslovakia, Ooh. and um, it was introduced in 1971. So it's quite quite a few years old. Uh, first flew in 1968. Mm. Wow, so that's quite you know quite yeah. an old aircraft. Uh, it has two seats. It's a two-seat trainer. Um, cool. And uh, yeah, it's uh, so it's, a, it's jet, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's stuff, uh, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I'm just looking at the um, mm. just seeing what what. Uh, particular power plant this mm. has in it uh, yeah. here we go it is powered by a here we go here we go range <laughs> i'm just trying <laughs> looking it up on the fly here we go. sorry yes. it's powered by an ev ev evchenko evchenko ai25 turbofan uh, producing 3,792 pounds of thrust. Mm. Um, uh, Mr. Warner, you don't need to apologise, by the way. We, we, we appreciate <laughs> any advice. Uh, we enjoy being correct. I en- well, let me rephrase that, because I know nothing. So I enjoy watching yeah. Carl be being corrected. It's brilliant. <laughs> I'm making rude gestures at Matt, so this is why the camera's not <gasps> on me. Um, <laughs> uh, this, that, that actually flies that aircraft flies at yeah. a maximum speed of 466 miles an hour cool so that's, um, that's quick yeah. it, fa- it moves far fairly so yeah look seriously guys um, we love having your feedback audio got any video that you yeah. want to send us now as I say because we're, we're slowly beginning to get the hang of this whole YouTube thing as you can probably <laughs> tell so we can play out video and all sorts so uh, yeah really really please do just send it to us I will get the email thing sorted out and we'll put a big announcement on Twitter and Facebook when I have sorted it out yeah. but uh, audio video honestly don't mind it just please uh, we love hearing back from you so if you want to get in touch with the show the best way to do that obviously is to go to our website that's www.plaintalkinguk.com Facebook it is facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk and our Twitter handle is at plaintalkinguk Yes, so do please send us some more feedback yeah. from... Uh, oh, an email address is podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Yes. Uh, just send text for the moment. As I say, I will I will correct If you give us, give us a error. few more days, yeah, Matt yeah, yeah. is going to... I'll, gonna I'll have it corrected by, by the weekend. So, uh, yeah. Yes. By the time this goes out, hopefully the email situation will have been rectified. So it's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Yes, welcome back, Alan, to the chat room. He's, yeah. Oh, uh, just in time to go. Just in time. We're, we're now off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jonathan Warner's put in the chat room if you want good aircraft taxi sounds look at uh, for the C5 Galaxy Ooh, yeah. what's that? that's a big massive transport aircraft oh, C5 right, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, huge okay. so uh, big thanks then to everyone who's joined us in the yeah. chat room uh, for this episode Matty Fab thanks for your feedback and thanks for joining us yeah. Captain Al thank you for joining us we know you've, yeah. uh, you've, you're suffering a bit from man flu yeah. the lovely so, Jennifer Red and lovely Jennifer as well. Yeah, thanks yeah. for joining us, uh, Neil Braden, as well. Thanks for joining us. I'm, I'm going to wimp out and say, Mr. Backer. <laughs> yes, Mr. Backer. 
<laughs> Mr. Back and Neil Braden, yes. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Absolutely. Yeah. And everyone else who has joined us on the show today, thanks mm. very much for that indeed. Seriously, yes. And keep keep the audio and video feedback coming in. We love it. And yes. if, if you stumble across a story that we haven't covered and you want us to cover it, um, you know, why not read it yourself? Send it in to us. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, yeah, we're, we're always, always up for that. It gives Matt something to do. It does, yeah. I, I never have anything to do, so it'll be <laughs> it's, it's always the way. So that is, sadly, where it is time to bring episode number 83, 83. to a close. Uh, from the Conservatory studio here, it is time to wrap things up. Yep. Uh, so uh, over to you, Carl. So don't forget then, uh, join us next week for episode number 84. 84, yes. And uh, we'll be uh, in my kitchen studio. It's my, my turn to Probably, uh, host yes. Matt yep, this time. Absolutely, yep. And uh, yeah, and join us next week. So from me, Carlos, thank you everyone again for joining us. Yeah. And uh, from a conservatory here in uh, Matt's home, yes. it's a... Something smells really nice from I the know. kitchen. Dinner smells terrible, doesn't it? Goodbye. <laughs> and from uh, he who has the pleasure of eating said delicious experience, uh, he, he's rolling and tutting his eyes at me now. Uh, it, it is also goodbye. 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 goodbye.